Ladies and gentlemen, I know you miss me. This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Ned and Josh podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Josh, this happened after our bucks yesterday, so it's very fresh in mind, but. Just need to know what's going on in your mind because I really didn't even think that this was something that you needed to ask people about. I thought it was just sort of generally accepted as common sense. Yeah, what, what is it? We got an email yesterday that was quite nice. It was a reminder email to not be left out of like a, a station-wide event that's coming up very shortly. Christmas in July. It's happening in like two weeks' time. It's a social gathering. It's a social gathering. I think presents are going to be involved. Oh, wow. I don't know. All I know is that work sent us an email yesterday going... Do you going, think presents are going to be involved? Are you putting that into the ether now, hoping that now presents are I mean, be involved? I mean, the Christmas is being used. Yeah, okay, so, like, yeah. it does mm-hmm. seem odd to me that you would have a Christmas party and... I've also no... just realised what this whole thing is about to be about. So, yeah, it, so yesterday, this is... I can read you the entire email. Good morning, team. Just finalizing numbers for our Christmas party that's on the 28th. If you haven't, can you please let it accept the calendar invitation by close of business today if you're attending? Details on prizes on offer for best dress. So there, oh, will, there, be there will be presents. It's good. It's great. Everyone, make sure if you want to come, just say you're going to come. Josh did the right thing. And instead of just declining the invitation sent a follow-up email saying, look, as great as this is, I actually have some family stuff that I have to take care of. I'm not going to be here for that weekend. I'm really sorry, but I'm not going to be here. What you unfortunately did was you sent it to M, the person it was meant to, who it came from, Mm -hmm. and then also all Canberra on-site staff. I sent it an all-staff reply. Which is, uh, I'm now looking, 51 recipients. Yeah, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. mistake. These things happen. It was a mistake. You accidentally hit the reply all button instead of reply. If I was to get up you for accidentally doing something over text, that would be hypocritical in its most pure form. Mm -hmm. Straight into your veins, that kind of hypocrisy would kill you. That's how strong it is. That's not what this is about. What this is about is the thing that came next, where everyone accidentally sends all staff emails. It happens. Yeah. It's vaguely annoying, but usually everyone reads the email and goes, well, this is definitely not for me, so I can just ignore this. Yeah. Not old Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh decided to <laughs> go back in to mm. the annoyance that he'd caused everyone and has gone, Dan, this is really the most egregious part, because you replied again to your all-staff email with another all-staff email going, sorry about the reply all, everyone. Also for this apology. So you're taking the piss out of the very thing that you were just doing, which is you have annoyed the office by sending out an all-staff email. Mm -hmm. Then you've annoyed them again and also probably actually for the first time because people usually are like, whatever, that happens, okay, I'll just ignore it, I'll delete it. But getting a second one makes people go, hang on, is Josh meaning to email me specifically? You're suggesting that... Leave it! Yeah, so when you accidentally hit reply all to an all-staff, you shouldn't address it. You should just leave it. Everyone is aware of a a blunder. Yeah, okay. You double down and then joking about it and being like, also sorry for this email, is you not taking that off on board? I think, and this, I think the reason I did, because normally, maybe normally I would leave it, but the, the reason I can't go is actually a per, pretty personal family yeah. reason, and I explained that to yeah. him, who's one of our managers here at work, and uh, 
I think maybe that the embarrassment of like having given some personal info <laughs> over was why I felt I had to be like, oh, whoops, that's not that's not for everyone. I By would, the way, like one staff member messaged me going, oh, sorry to hear that. But, Everybody else completely ignored it. Because by the way, what you are using as an example to clarify <laughs> is an example to not clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you revealed so much in your first email of your yeah. own personal life that everyone who read it must have been like, whoa, ooh, whoa, ooh, that's whoa. not for yeah, me. Yeah, it's clearly so not for me. you doubled yeah. down yeah. again. I can't believe anyone sent you a message. Everyone would have, in the office must have been like, oh what is God. going on here? I find it so funny that this is something that you would get up me for. I understand that mm. you're on the absolute Mount Olympus of being in the right category here, but the email mistakes you've made in the past. I don't think I've made any. You've made email mistakes in the past, surely. Surely. I'm, I'm going to say no, but Josh is also teeing up audio, which makes me nervous. So <laughs> I'm not teeing up audio. It's, there's no audio to tee up. There's just silence as then you the, contemplate then all of the things I could mention right now. Then no, I've never made a blunder like this. In- that is incorrect. That is incorrect and that is dishonest. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I know so. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who really could tell? Me. Mm. Do you have any evidence or... Is it lost to the annals of time? It is annoying how quickly Outlook archives some stuff. Yeah. I will say that much. That, I put that, had that put in my contract. That yeah. After 24 hours, all my emails need to be deleted. They're all the somewhere. ones I've sent, all the ones I've received. I'll be heading to ASIO today to try <laughs> no, and find no, no, them. They're no, somewhere. No, no, They're no, somewhere. No, no, no. Net, potentially a brand new, according to the Camera Times, a brand new flex a Canberra flex. Flex on them. So the Canberra uniform, it's been a joke for a long time, and I think we've sort of hijacked this from Melbourne because the, the puffer jacket has always been like the Melbourne uniform, but then it really is more needed here in Canberra because it's yeah. freezing here. Um, I'm currently wearing my MacPack puffer jacket. Uh, you get the, what do you get? The the Katmandu one is also very popular. I feel North like Face. North Face. So I think it goes rankings of like, Katmandu, North Face, Backpack. Yeah, I Mac-pack's think so too. your entry level one, I think. I think so too, but they all start at like 200 and something yeah, dollars. they're all like a very similar price. Yeah. Um, I don't, I have a Rivers one. Yeah, so no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's not even an entry level one. Gross. I bought it to go to New Zealand and I tell you what, it's the, it, by the way, it's the coziest, warmest jacket I own. Oh, a lot of them. There's nothing wrong with it. All they just, time. They just don't have one of the three brand names I just mentioned. And exactly right. And I will say it's a lot chunkier. Look, look a lot. I look a lot more like the Michelin man than, I, than anyone else Receive. that I see. In this one I've got, I can still look quite svelte, but I'm warm. You are quite svelte this morning. You do mm. look like sealish almost. Yeah, yeah, I look like a... Not the singer, the animal. Should be watered down or something. <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> should be covered in a... Give me, give me a, a, a fish, out of, fish out of a bucket. I do look like a seal. Yeah. Uh, the Camera Times is suggesting that there is a new a new item that you have to own as like a quintessential Canberran. So we're moving past it. It's not a lanyard or whatever because that's so... Nah, the lanyard brigade's a well-established thing as well. Exactly right. It's, I feel like it gives off the same vibe as being like, you're in Canberra, you must be something to do with politics. It's yeah, like, no. nope. Not all of us. No, we don't all work in the public service. I know a lot of us do, but not all of us. Not all of us. Um, Teslas. Canberra nah. Times is suggesting that Teslas is the new that, item, mm. the quintessential Canberra item, because they're becoming so synonymous with the ACT because we've hit 5,000 EVs on the road. I do see Teslas all Tesla the time. Teslas apparently in Canberra are selling hundreds of models a month. Mm, a month. But that, I don't like that because... And everyone will have the same car. It'll look like Wally or something. Don't Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like the fact that we're all buying Teslas. I think that's fantastic. Someone's got to do something about what's going on. But mm, I don't know. Can I ask a quick question? Like a MacPax 250. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is my quick question. So a quintessential Canberra item. 
that costs like the entry level ones like sixty five thousand dollars. <laughs> like I, and then I think you add expenses on top yeah. of that. I this Mac pack jacket that I'm wearing, it's one of my most prized possessions. Of course, it took me. I, I had to decide whether or not I wanted to spend the three hundred dollars on this jacket. Of course, and that if that's got me a membership to like the Flex Canberra Club, yeah, great. It, that was a bit of a decision for me. $300. Yeah. $65. I can't do that. Yeah. I, so what do I just not get to be a Canberran? What the hell's going on? Here's the thing. You can go to Club Canberra. You can get in. You've got yeah. the dress clothes. You can't come up to the valet, though. Yeah. You okay. come up to the valet up. in your crappy up. car. Yeah. They'll mm-hmm. throw your keys back at you. Yeah. Mine's a V6 too, so they'll probably cancel my membership, to be honest. Honestly, they might send you to Canberra Prison, which I think I is just regular prison. Can I just say, at this juncture... I want a Tesla badly. Of course you do. I just don't know if we can say it's a quintessential item when it costs that much money. Unless I need to have a chat in general to quintessential Canberrans yeah. and ask them what their yearly salaries are because apparently they're very different to mine. <laughs> Turns out everyone's doing quite well. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, you and I get to do very, very cool stuff to work. We're lucky that way. We are yeah. very, very lucky. There's also a lot of stuff that we don't enjoy doing, but for the most part, there is some stuff that, like telling people, reg- regular people that don't usually get to do this stuff is kind of cool sometimes. I especially like telling my sisters about it as well because they sort of are like, oh, wow, this is cool. And they kind of get to enjoy it the way I did when I first started it. But some now- cool perks. Like sometimes we get to speak to people we really look up to and interview them and that's exciting. There's things like that. Exactly yeah. right. Now, that exact thing was going to happen. I'm pretty sure this week, uh, G Flip, incredible artist, they were going to come into the studio sometime this week because I think they had an interview with Jem. Yep. They were going to film an interview. Resident music expert. Exactly right. And Jem was like, if you want, maybe we can do like 10 minutes. Exactly. And she was like, if you guys want to come down, G-Flip's going to be hanging about, so if you'd like to meet them, can I come ask on you, down. Can I ask you if I can just predict where this story's going? Yep. You bragged to your sisters about that who really liked G-Flip? On Friday, yep. um, they, my sisters were like, we would like to come up to Canberra because G-Flip's wow, going to okay. be performing <laughs> yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like... You are, I said to them, I was like, you ready to hate me? Because this week, by the way, I will be speaking to G Flip in person. So much so that I'll get them on FaceTime and they will call you and I will be like, hey, G Flip, just chat to my sisters and say hey. You're already promising things you don't know. Yeah, of course, yeah. They might not have been willing to do that. G Flip might have come down to the studio and they might have been like, yeah, look, I'll do the interview and then I want to leave. I'm not hanging around to FaceTime people made this promise my sisters were essentially in tears they were like no way oh my god oh my god <laughs> get into work yesterday and i'm like to Gemma. so when's g flip coming in because i like i need to know i know it's this week but when in when are they coming in and Gem goes they can't they, they can't make it their schedules like got yeah. too full so then, company shenanigans yeah, yeah. g flip very enough. much not coming into canberra fair enough, anymore. fair enough fair enough for the show, yes. Not coming into our studio. They are performing live. Don't please don't take this in. Yeah, they, they, it's they been cancelling. No, definitely show. not. They're just not coming into the station. Have you had to backtrack already? Have you called your sisters? Do no. we want to do it live on air right now? Let's call them and disappoint them. I'm, I'm currently. Excited. Let's get into it on draft two. So let me read you what I've got so far. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I am trying to figure out how I'm going to break this to them because I need to essentially be like. 
It's like making a promise to yeah. like a five-year-old. Yeah. Because now, now that your sisters will be obsessed with this, and they, you and you now have to try and work it back. They won't forget it. It's not something that's just going to go into the ether. They're looking forward to it. Now I've got to be like G flip. I said I can do a kick flip. What are you talking I'll about? I'll show you a kick flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I can do a that tray is exactly flip. how you deal with that with a five-year-old. You try and just claim that you said something else. Oh. Essentially, gaslighting your sisters, which is not good. No, but I need to maybe do it. I'm just essentially. No, you need to own up and go. I promised you something I had no right to promise. I had no notion whether this would be possible. If this happened to me 15 years ago... Trying to be ago, a big man. If this happened to me 15 years ago, I would have been 13, they would have been 10. So mm. I absolutely could gaslight them. I don't want to use the word gaslight, but that's exactly what it is. I could backtrack in a way that would make your mind... So as an adult, your mind. you go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to have to own up and say I was trying to be all fancy and it's backfired on me. Uh, as an adult, I'm like, damn it, I wish they were still young enough to believe everything I said. <laughs> 1060 camera, I would like you to get on the phone and tell us when you've had to backtrack to a child. Yeah. Did you promise Disneyland and then have to go like, oh, no, I just meant we were watching a Disney movie uh, on, on the, the land. On the land. Yeah, yeah. We're going mm-hmm. out to the country to watch <laughs> Home on the Range or something. Get on the phone, 131060. Promising oh, stuff yeah. to kids that you had to backtrack. I would love to hear the creative ways that you had to just be like, oh, no, 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 I didn't say we're going to Sydney. I mean, we're, ma- we're meeting someone named Sydney. Yeah. We're going to watch a movie with Sydney Portier, which is great. <laughs> like, I want to know, 131060, when have you had to backtrack from something with your kids? Maybe you've promised them something, you've not been able to deliver it for whatever reason, and you've had to walk the promise back. How did it happen? That's what we want to know. we got Maddie on the line from Charmwood. How are you this morning? Morning, I'm good. How are you going? Very good. Thank Very you, mate. Well, now, thank you. did this happen to you or did this happen when you were a kid? Uh, this was me and my brother when we were kids. Mum mm. and dad promised that we would go to Movie World and, like, over the moon. First time we'd ever yeah. been. Yeah. Nice. And I remember something something happened with dad's work and we couldn't go and couldn't afford it. And mum and dad tried to spin it that, no, they didn't promise Movie World. It was purely just going to the movies. <laughs> It's a, it's a distant second. It's, yeah, it's, it's not real. <laughs> Specifically to see a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah, like that, yeah. was, that was where the confusion <laughs> fell in. You can yeah. go see Batman yeah. or Looney Tunes or something. We'll, yeah. and, we'll, say, we'll see Superman, but yeah. it will very much be from Video City. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Threads is the brand new social media, quote unquote, the Twitter, uh, the Twitter killer. It's like Instagram, Facebook's version of Twitter. It's linked to both of those things, so it's very easy for people to just migrate who maybe not a, didn't have Twitter beforehand, had an Instagram and was like, yeah, you know what, let me give this tweet- tweeting... I don't know what we're calling it. That's one of the biggest problems with threads is what the app's called. It's like, what are we calling it? Are we calling it threading? Like, I dropped a thread. Tweet's nice and clean. I tweeted. I'm tweeting. That's a tweet. Threads is like, did you post a threads? Mm. Did you post a thread? Are you threading? Did you grab the grab a needle, needle and thread, needle and thread. Did you do? Did you sew? That's what I've seen people say. Yeah. But I hate that. Yeah, fair enough. I hate that. I hate all of it. To I, be know, honest. I, I don't just, understand why this needed to happen. It didn't. It didn't at all. It was essentially. It's becoming a. The world is a pissing contest for Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. It's pretty just, much. It, it does seem that way. They're talking about fighting in a. In the Coliseum, which the Coliseum. the Coliseum. Now they're like, who can have the better social media? They are constantly having jabs at each other over social media. It's just seeming like we're all living in their world, which does suck a little bit. But the problem that I'm having with threads is not that. The problem I'm having is that because it is linked with Instagram, 
there are so many people that I'm seeing who would never in a million years have Twitter, mm. but because they have Instagram, they're seeing all these people t- like post about it, and Threads seems like it's a lot easier to get in on, because you're also getting in on, it's like when you start playing Call of Duty like four months too late. It's like everyone's so much better at it than you that there's no real point getting into it. This is what Threads is to me. It's like, you try to get into Twitter, but people have been doing it for 15 years, so like they're so much better at it than you are. They know how Twitch to retweet. Identities. Exactly right. What I'm going up against is that a lot of my... When you join threads, it goes, would you like to follow everyone that you follow on Instagram on threads? It is like by default, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You can say no, which I did, but a lot of people are just going, yeah, sure, why not? Who, who the hell cares? If you're hearing this, please don't take... Like, there are some people that I just haven't gotten around to doing it, so please don't take this as definitive proof that I don't care about you. But there are so many people that I follow on Instagram because seeing a photo can be interesting sometimes. Even a, an, an idiot, a chimpanzee could take an interesting photo occasionally. They do. They win photography awards exactly. sometimes. Literally, that's that's happened before where a chimpanzee took a photo and won like a photography award. So some people in my follows <laughs> yep. can strike the lottery and oh, take a fo- photo that's appealing to my brain. And I'm like, great. Do I need to know how that person thinks about the world? Just their random opinions, their random thoughts, rada, rada. Absolutely not. You know what? I know this is a fact because there are some people who I enjoy seeing on my Instagram that I like used to go to school with yeah. or are from my hometown. And I go, oh, cool. I love to see what you're up to. Your kids are growing up so fast. That's all great. But I know because I've curated my Facebook where they can have opinions and thoughts very carefully. Yeah. I don't need to hear what they think about politics or I don't yeah. need to hear what they think about people who are maybe on welfare or what they think. I don't, I don't need to thoughts. know what they think about the world. I don't need to didn't even know. And now Threads has opened that back up. <laughs> I 100% agree. There are some people in your life where you're like, I think uh, ignorance is bliss. Me yeah. not knowing what you think about this is great. And we can just get along as people without me knowing what you think about oh, this. Oh, you travel a lot. That's yeah. interesting. You're in Rome. I don't also have to know that you're a Trump supporter. Exactly I, don't, right. I don't need to know that. Exactly right. And Threads is essentially giving everyone the ability to read these people who you just followed because it was like, yeah, hey, let's see. I would love to see Rome. Yeah. I just don't need to know what you thought while you were there. Mm. I'm unfortunately giving the superpower of being able to read all of these people's minds and I don't want yeah. that. I also found out today that if you try to delete threads, you delete your Instagram as well. So it's a bit going on. That is a lot going on. If I you just deactivate move threads, on, it deactivates Instagram. I really wish I hadn't signed up now, but <laughs> there's something that I'm even more upset about. Mm-hmm. Michael, get your phone out really quickly. Just a, just We'll just do a, a fun little Producer team, Michael's in the studio. Fun little team experiment. Michael, yeah. go into your following list. Yes. Type in Ned. Following. Yep. Yep. And does that does that person follow you back? Yes, I believe so. Fantastic. Now, Josh, I'd ask you to do the same, but mm. I know what the answer is. What? Don't feel like you have to follow your best friend or. I'm following you. Yeah, you don't follow me. I don't follow you. You don't follow me so much so that you haven't even accepted my follow request. So, like, I've asked to know what you think. I should say Josh follows me, but. Um... Wow, <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> This is so much this fun. Sucks. This, this app no, sucks. No, 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 no. This isn't about this app the app sucks. anymore. You suck. <laughs> Ned, brand new flights have just been announced from Canberra uh, on Fly Pelican, who do, I believe they do the, like, the uh, Byron Bay flight. They do the Newcastle flight. They do oh. some, some of your more niche destinations. Ooh, I'm very, very excited because, look, obviously we've had in the past uh, flights to, like, Bali yep. and New Zealand and stuff. So Singapore. If, if you're saying that this is like one that's more domestic, uh, domestic. Yep. Mm, Broom? No. Nah. Hobart? 
No, Link Airways does already, that. already do that. And I've, I've flown that Link flight. It's actually Me too. fun. Yeah, it's not bad. Launceston. No. That would mm. be a bigger deal, I think, because that's your hometown. Right, that's um, what I mean. I feel like we wouldn't be talking about it this early in the morning, but that would make me... That would solve four problems in my life instantly. Okay. Here we go. The destination. Canberra Direct to Albury. Like Albury Wodonga? Yep. <clears throat> Why? Yeah. That's the question <laughs> I had as well. Three times a week as well. What? Like Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, I think. Yeah. I would imagine that they would make that more of a, like, uh, if there's nothing else that we've got on and you really, really would like to go, we could, I guess we can figure something out. I would have thought they would have made that like uh, steamships used to be back in the (laughs) 1800s where once the ship was full, we leave. (laughs) So you buy a ticket and then only once another another thousand people have bought a ticket, we sail. Like, because how... How many people are needing to do that trip? Yeah, three times a week. I could be massively ignorant right now. I'm, I'm, and I'm pleading that. But I have family that live in Rutherglen, which is four, well half an hour out of Aubrey. Yeah. I have family that live in Aubrey, and I have family that live in Cobram, Victoria, which is an hour out of Aubrey. So if anyone, this should be applying to I you. I would not fly to Aubrey from Canberra. It's it's a five hour drive. Like, I'm having a look at it. It's literally four and a half yeah, hours. Oh, sorry, Cobram's a five hour drive. Yes. So Aubrey's four a four hours. hour drive. This is insanely exciting yeah. because I just I love the idea of the world being more connected by flight. It's cool. And if you want to get somewhere quick, it's great for that. But this to me, I just would have picked other places first. Well, I'm looking at it on a map. Like it's a good I feel like a good way to understand why this probably doesn't need to exist is mm. if you type in Aubrey to Canberra and then like zoom out to a map of Australia. It's like it's like less than my fingernail mm-hmm. in length. Look at this. Yeah. That really doesn't seem like it should be a flight. If we have tr- if we had a train network that ran better, this would be. Look, the point that you could do this in like an hour. The other point that I I would probably make here is the only thing that I can see that's good of this mm-hmm. that I would get really excited about is Bonza, that new airline. They are flying to some cool places out of Aubrey. Yeah, so you could connect up and like end up on the Sunshine Coast. Okay, you could like, so you, there's maybe potential for that. But yeah, you'd have to. It's a different airline, so you wouldn't be able to link it all together. And also, I mean, Canberra's not like, it's not not a hub. Like, you mm. can get to you most can get to places. places from here. Yeah. <laughs> go to like, Brisbane. You can go to the Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah. I think you can actually fly into Ballina. Like, you can go into Byron Bay. Like, the Pelican of Fly Pelican might live in Aubrey. We yeah. might have found, we might have found this out and have a kid doing uni in Canberra. That we, might be the only reason this is happening. I need to get back to my yeah. family. Yeah. I need you guys to pull some strings. <laughs> Josh, remember you were telling us about the cry-free onions that they're selling soon? Yeah, I did. I, I was letting everybody know that they're going to be selling them. They're onions that have the enzyme that makes your tear ducts activate removed. Exactly right. So perfect for anyone who really has to wear... Like, my mum wears goggles every single time that she has to uh, cut onions. That's tremendous. Which is still my... When she calls me is the the no, like the photo that comes up. So, like, yep. I don't want to lose stuff like that, but at the same time... Also not crying while you're cutting onions. Not having like a I avoid crying attack when you're cutting onions is going to be good. I think it's going to be bad news for the company that puts the chopped onions into the bag. Yeah, because like why frozen. Now? I wouldn't do that now. Why would you? No Chopping one, onions yeah. is fun. I just I don't want to cry. They got such a good crunch to them. It's such yep. a satisfying cut if you have a good knife. I agree. It's a very satisfying vegetable to cut up. Um, they've released the price for them. The cry-free onions? Yeah. Um, 
What would you say is like a regular? How much do you reckon like regular a regular a bag onion. of onions costs? A bag of onions? Yeah, or well, like a, a regular onion? Say one onion. Eighty-five how much? cents. Eighty-five cents is actually exactly what it is oh, at Woolworths. Yep. They're like eight. Well, they're eighty cents for an onion. Mm-hmm. For these cry-free onions, how much would you reckon you'd be like? You're obviously paying for a new Dollar feature. Ten. A dollar ten. I'd I'd go an extra what forty cents maybe. I, I would agree. A dollar ten to me seems like you're you're paying for a new feature, mm-hmm. but. It can't be that insane because we're putting it in every onion. So yep. it's not like it's a patent, like a limited edition thing. There's no microchips involved. $2.50 per onion for this cry. So maybe people will be buying the chopped up that's frozen outrageous. onions. <laughs> that is outrageous. You're not getting rid of something that's annoying enough to cost $2.50 no. per onion. That's, no, that's $5 it. for two onions. Yeah, that's absurd. I think that's a bag absolutely of, absurd. For a bag of onions, I think that's legitimately $5. Uh, okay, so yeah, as you just said, the chopped onion industry, not in any trouble whatsoever. because no, I'm not buying cry-free onions if that's what's going to be on the table. Yeah, exactly right. Why would you? Like it's the same reason I'm terrified of vaping. We also haven't done the research. No, we don't no, know no. what to what is, what is removing this onion, enzyme from an onion do? Yeah. Do we know? Is it good? Is it bad? This is it. We need to let people have it for like 25 years. Yeah, that's what I do with everything. It's like <laughs> if someone was offering, it's like if someone was offering self-driving cars. Yeah. And they're like, "How good is this? You can put in your destination, you can lay back, you can't fall asleep, but you can just relax in your car, you don't have to drive." And you like that is game-changing. That really innovates the way that I get around as a human being. That's crazy. And they're like, great. The price tag's $50 million. Yeah. You're like, that's not. That's too much money for what you're offering. It's too little of an innovation yeah. for the price tag. I understand what you're saying. I also don't know, because the enzyme thing could go the other way. Yeah. If it starts to cure diseases or something. like well, this is, And you get these onions. And, I, and I then you'll know. be 25 years behind the ball yeah, because you've been it. waiting for everyone else. And yeah. then everyone becomes superheroes or whatever. And you've yeah. got to wait 25 years. You're, outlive, you're outlived by everybody. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is this is still up in the air for me. Yeah. Maybe $2.50 per onion's fair enough. Maybe get one and see, and then be like, see how you feel. Like, oh, my hip just stopped hurting as much as it used to. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's keep this going. If that's I just have t- the worst yeah. breath in the human in human history. Also, by the way, if that's how quickly it works, $2.50 is cheaper than most medicine. Yeah, we're so going to find that out very better. soon together. <laughs> Josh, one of the best things here at work, I will say, is our access to snacks in the snack cupboard. There is a cupboard up in the kitchen that I'm not sure when it's refilled, but when you catch it on the day it's been refilled, it's pretty fantastic. Like when the parents used to go grocery shopping, everything that is in the house ever is max capacity. Exactly right. You uh, have your uh, pick of the litter as to what you want snack-wise. We've got like Nutrigame bars in there. There's muesli bars. Sometimes there's cereal. There's soup. A lot of stuff in there that you can just grab if you're like wanting a little bit of a snack but not wanting to fully stop. I really, really enjoy this at work. Like just going and getting a little mm. bit of a snack. There's tiny teddies in there sometimes. Just picking up something as I'm going. Agreed. I thought, what better uh, place to replicate this? Because at home, it's a little... I I really struggle to have snacks at home because I just eat through them. And then I'm like, well, I don't really need dinner now because I just had 15 chick- uh, chip packets. So nah, that should be all right. In my car, though, that's the perfect place to have snacks. I love a snack in the car. And everyone has them, especially parents. Like, Mm. having just something to give your kids in the car to just be like, here you go. Like, I know we've just left swimming practice. We'll be home in 10 minutes. Just eat these. Um, Yesterday, I went to the shop and bought, like, three or four boxes of just stuff. Yeah, okay. I got some muesli bars. Just for the car. Just for the car. And I can tell you, after one day, it has changed my life for the better. You're a car snack guy. I have, like... 
fruit, like not jellies, but like fruit gummy things that oh, yeah. are Jurassic World themed, which is cool because not only do I get them, but I are you also about lollies. Well, it's not. It's a lolly, but it's like a, I got yeah. it from the supermarket. It's like jubes, essentially. They're mm. like they're like little gummies, but. It came with, like, a magnet in it for, like, a dinosaur. Oh. I got the one in the newest one with the really long fingers that's, like, the really Indominus scary. Yeah. No, no, no. It's got, like, the super long fingers. I don't bl- blame you for getting for forgetting every single thing of no, the last those, movie. The, the last two new movies are yeah. awful. But um, the one that has a very... It looks like Freddy Krueger yeah, as a I dinosaur. Yeah, I that one. I remember that one. Um, so that was exciting as well. I got a fridge magnet in there as well. But the problem that I've already come across is that I've eaten through, like... Two-thirds of two boxes. I was going to say, is there some drama to this? Because so yeah. far, this discussion's just been show and tell. Exactly. You've been telling us about a cool thing you got. So you are already consuming your car snacks. So I had a nap yesterday, and oh, I God. woke up, and I was like... You were eating a muesli bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, how has this happened in my sleep? <laughs> I woke up in the car. Luckily, yeah, it was in the yeah. garage still. But no, no, no. I was like... I had a nap yesterday, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to my girlfriend's house. I'm a little bit hungry for lunch, but it's too late. If I have lunch now, I'll ruin dinner. I was like, I know what's the, the perfect remedy for this. grain bars on the way. Between Gungahlin and Belconnen, where she lives, I can absolutely nail a couple of muesli bars oh and get my on my God. way. Yeah. What ended up happening was I ate half a box of fruit cubes, like yeah. these jelly things. They're very moorish. they're so good. Yeah, yeah. And then I ate three Nutrigrain bars. So by the time I got to her house, she's like, what do you want for dinner? And I was like, I'm sorted. Bread? Do you yeah, want yeah. toast or something? <laughs> I'm so full. What do you want for dinner? Water? Yeah. Have you got some water? So I say snackers beware. Yeah, no, Don't for just sure. go head first into this because, like I have. You need to, like, I honestly probably should just put five in there and have the rest in my house and then just, like, rotate them out once they're gone. What you've done here is a great community service for the four people that haven't tried to have snacks in the car. Yeah. Everybody that's ever tried this before has discovered what you've discovered. It's such a sad discovery. Driving's kind of boring. Yeah, So when, you, when you've boring. got something to do, i.e. <laughs> eat food, yeah. you'll eat it all, really? <laughs> We are just about to get into your chance to win tickets to go see Insidious, the Red Door, in cinemas right now. We are playing the tattoo game. We were cursed by a Zoltar machine in Coney Island when we went over to the States with the ability to be able to correctly know where a tattoo is located on someone's body based off just hearing what the tattoo is. Our curses were significantly less effective on our lives than Tom Hanks when he became big. Yep. We just sort of went about our lives. As a matter of fact, it became a pretty uh, reoccurring segment on our show. We call it the tattoo game. You get on the phone, 131060. You tell us what your tattoo is. We tell you where it is. Melanie's on the line from Christ. How are you, Melanie? You there, Melanie? Melanie. Hello. Oh, Melanie. We can hear you. There we go. That works. Fantastic. Now, Melanie, uh, are you ready to play the tattoo game? Absolutely. Tremendous. All right. Mel, tell us what your tattoo is. Uh, it's a tattoo of the Great Lakes. Tattoo of the Great, of the Great Lakes. Lakes. Ooh, also Very Mel. Very interesting. Are you American slash Canadian? No, no, no. I'm a Canadian. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's slash, what I said. Slash Canadian. That's what I said. <laughs> you wouldn't go slash though. You'd say or. Yeah. Are you American or Canadian? That's exactly yeah, right. It's sort of amalgamating the two, which Amer- Canadians do not enjoy. No, um, Canadians really don't. I saw a funny tweet online the other day that was like, as a Canadian traveling overseas, when you get to tell people that you're not American, it's like you've given them a little Christmas present. Yeah, like, we're like, I'm not American. I'm Canadian. We don't have to talk about anything political. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, um, Canadians. Can I just say, Mel? I think this is a perfect tattoo to kick us off with the tattoo game because this could go either way. It could be huge or it could be very, very small, one or the other. I just want to have a look at what the Great Lakes look like. They're pretty great. 
<laughs> they they, they name them appropriately. There's a bit of water going on. Okay, all right, I'm seeing them now. I'm just trying to get a gauge on where that would be on someone's body. I've got it, though. Yeah, I think I know. I, I know my guess, if you know your guess. I do. All right. Is it on your forearm, slightly towards your wrist? Nope. Okay. Damn it. That sucks. Is, staying in a similar area, it on your upper arm going towards your shoulder? It is. Oh, hey! That's how this is done, ladies and gentlemen. Well it's the curse done. of the Zoltar machine. It's the curse of the Zoltar machine. Incredible. Oh, my God, Melanie. Well, there we go. Uh, well, congratulations to you. You've just won Insidious, the Red Door, exclusively in cinemas right now. Tickets to see that for free. Thank you. No problems at all. And congratulations. Mel, whereabouts? Are you, are, you near, are you from near the Great Lakes, or you just enjoy lakes that are pretty great? So I'm actually from Kingston, so I used to live right on um, Lake Ontario, one of the Great Lakes. Oh, I can see it. Yeah, you know fantastic. what? I can. I put up a map and I'm like, there's no way she's going to say a place that I can see. Well, Kingston's Mel- on it. It's right next to Ottawa. Look, uh, as somebody who is right next to the Great Lakes, Lake Ontario, let's just get a quick out of 10, one being a puddle and 10 being Lake huh. Ontario. What do you think of Lake Billy Griffin? Um... Let's give it a pass. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. I heard what, what you said. What did you say, Mel? Uh, <laughs> I, I said it too. I would never yeah. swim in there. Yep. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Let's yep. give her the insidious passes and get her on her Congratulations, way. Congratulations, well Mel. Done, you've Mel. won tickets to the cinemas <laughs> and you've pissed off an entire city. Fantastic. Well done. Great, Great morning's work for you. <laughs> Josh, Burger King in Thailand have a new offering. They've brought something to their menu and yep. you know that it's probably a little odd if they are having to come out with a statement after the fact and go, this is not a joke, this is for real. Yeah, so whenever a food company has to go, we're not kidding, you know whatever they're proposing is bizarre. Now, what they are proposing is a quote-unquote real cheeseburger. Mm. It costs 109 Thai baht, which is about $3.10. Is this? Usually a cheeseburger there would cost... 380 baht, which is about $10.90. Yeah. So to have it be $3.10, you're obviously taking some stuff out of it. Real, real cheeseburger. Is this like fake meat? Like, you know how they say the the impossible burgers? Is it like plant-based meat? I will say it has no meat in it. That is correct. Mm. It's not been replaced. It's not like a Rebel Whopper where it's been replaced with something else. They've taken the meat out and replaced the meat with, I guess, makes sense. It's the really only the other part of no cheeseburger. No. With 20 pieces of American cheese. Oh, God. On top of each other. That's it. Bun, it's cheese, bun. Bun, cheese, 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 times 20, bun. Times 20. I'm going to Google this now because I need to see what this looks like. Have a look because it looks like, I would imagine, just chewing through a warm... Oh, my God. It'd be like chewing through a warm block of cheese. Now, they've had to come out... Oh, God. Um, the Burger King branch in Bangkok on Tuesday, apparently they had to stop serving them because they were so out of stock. On oh, be- cheese? Because you were putting 20 slices yeah. of cheese on one burger. It means the that... The cows it- aren't going to be able to keep up. Well, the cows have already got a pretty hard time with the, the burger part yeah. of the cheeseburger. So making the cheese part also pretty insufferable... Uh, for them as well is not great. Um, a guy, a, an, an IT engineer who was 25, said that she loved cheese, mm. but even this was a bit too much. A I bit could too only much. Feel yeah, it, okay. She could only finish about half, saying the insane amount of cheese added into one burger. The food is good when it's the right combination. When it's just cheese, it's not good. 
It says here, I've just read in this article that I'm reading, in Thailand, cheese is especially popular amongst young customers and is common for the dairy product to be sprinkled on all kinds of dishes. Yeah. You'd want to hope. Yeah, I would imagine so. If you're going to put essentially a whole Kraft Singles pack onto one burger, yeah, you'd want it to be pretty damn popular. Exactly right. I don't see this... Like taking on. Oh, God. But at the same time. It looks awful. It does look awful. And I was going to compare it to what do we have here from um, Hungry Jacks a few years ago. It was just like essentially um, two bits of bread and cheese. Yeah. But there was a little bit of ham in there. That was the the, The um, dumbo? Yeah, the the jambo or something. It was like like the the ham, cheese, and a bun. The gamo or something? Yeah, it was something like. I think if we keep saying this out, we're eventually going to get to. Oh, the yumbo. The The yumbo. My producer Michael's just messaged through. I know what you were about to probably. We we'll probably say something, that's say something offensive. Yeah. I don't know, but the point here the is yumbo. that was actually it looked awful. I will say the yumbo was pretty great. I so had a yumbo and it was would, pretty not bad. I would try this cheeseburger once, but if cheese and then not go to the toilet for eight weeks, don't that's yeah, probably it. It'll block yourself up. You, it would just be quicker to shove a cork up the <laughs> other end. That was the Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. Red Energy for reliable energy solutions for your home or business. Canberra's hit one hundred four point seven.